Hello, welcome to the Satellite Market Cast podcast, where we feature key executives from leading satellite companies worldwide, talk about their company, their careers, industry trends, and other insights on the exciting satellite communication industry. I'm your host, Virgil Labrador, Editor-in-Chief of Satellite Markets and Research, inviting you to another informative podcast with our featured guest today. Well, welcome everybody to our global pandemic edition of the Satellite Market Cast podcast. And our guest today is Vagan Shak Gildian. He's the president and CEO of UHP Networks. Uh, it's a company that we've been following over the years. Usually at this time of the year, we meet at the IBC and we get an update from Vagan. Uh, the IBC has gone virtual this uh, this year, so we're also doing this uh, audio podcast. So Vagan, uh, welcome to this podcast. Hello, Virgil. Uh... Great to, 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 to be in this session with you. Uh, thank you for inviting us. It's a regular fixture in the calendar. Uh, September, we're having these meetings. Uh, so very, very glad to, to have this session with you today. How, how are you doing so far, Bukhan? Uh, how, how, how are you and your company coping with the uh, global pandemic? We're doing okay. Uh, it's, it's a global challenge. These are the times uh, unlike any others. I, I don't need to tell you, I mean, all over the world, uh, we have a global outlook, right? Uh, all mm-hmm. the players in the SATCOM industry, uh, the industry is very, very global, uh, like the ubiquitous coverage of the satellites that we're working with. And so we're seeing all over the world, uh, obviously, lockdowns, quarantines, uh, and uh, kind of seismic shifts in some of the industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, we at UHP Networks have been fortunate that uh, we are a growing company. We've been going for more than 10 years, but uh, we're still, uh, our growth is very dynamic and very pronounced. So in that sense, we have been fortunate that actually our, our sales uh, revenues continue to grow. Uh, we finished at the end of April our fiscal year with uh, 24% growth uh, in revenues and significant growth and profitability as well. So, which means that our customers keep placing orders. Uh, but of course, at the same time, we're looking into the future with a certain uh, concern. Uh, we have to work harder to make sure that the orders are uh, coming um, and. Uh, need to continue innovating of course that underpins our success uh, mm-hmm. everything we do technology innovation uh, we can get nowhere without it um, our supply chain has been very reliable we have a distributed supply chain uh, we manufacture in different parts of the world uh, and so there was no interruption in our operations whatsoever we never shut down any of our offices um, i'm talking to you now from our montreal office here in quebec canada mm-hmm. uh, very vibrant operation uh, never stopped working uh, and uh, so we're continuing uh, we're steaming ahead we're going ahead at full speed right how many uh, uh site just for our benefit or our uh, listeners who are not familiar with your company how many you install networks right so how many sites have you uh, installed already yet? Well, uh, it's it's uh, not not easy to count that. I mean, we probably have shipped in excess of uh, fifty thousand uh, remote terminals out there. But mm-hmm. uh, what is more important is that uh, we have uh, more than four hundred networks installed. We're counting uh, kind of. We don't count the CPC-based smaller networks. We're counting. Uh, 
larger uh, DDMA-based hubs. And mm -hmm. that's a, a more than 400 networks out there. And uh, many of them are in service uh, for a number of years, uh, very successful installations. Um, and the networks uh, vary in size also. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, maybe years ago when we started, anything above 10 sites looked like a <laughs> sizable network to us. Now imagine uh, yeah. we have uh, dozens of uh, networks with more than 1,000 remotes, and our largest network now has 18,000 remotes. 18,000. Yeah, that's a... And, that's and a you problem. announced just uh, a deal even during this pandemic, right? Uh, the Orion in Australia? Oh, yes. Well, that, that is not uh, the network uh, that I was talking about. That mm -hmm. network is also in Asia Pacific, and it is a maritime network. Orion mm -hmm. uh, is, a, is a trusted partner of ours. They're, of course, part of uh, IP Star, a uh, mm -hmm. group of companies. And uh, they have both maritime services um, that they uh, support and provide using our products. Uh, some of them are high-speed trunking, like the uh, Spirit of Tasmania ferries connected using UHP product. But also in that uh, announcement that you're referring to, Virgil, I believe they're talking about uh, uh, kind of broadcast connectivity mm -hmm. and where they are taking out some legacy technologies um, with actually some of the um, vendors established for many, many years with them on worldwide. And uh, they see merit in our technology such that they're replacing those legacy installations with uh, UHP. And that's what that press release that they issued is all about. Right. And also, I understand you, you've also done some work uh, in the uh, emergency service provision, uh, you know, during this pandemic, right? Well, it's, it's uh, definitely uh, something that has been going on. Um, satellite technology, as you know, uh, has traditionally been used uh, by emergency services worldwide. So, yes, uh, some field uh, hospitals uh, in the U.S., health services in the U.S., uh, certainly are run by, uh, are supported by satellite operators, network operators uh, who use uh, UHP technologies, uh, orbital media uh, in Texas is one that springs to mind. We never did any press releases about that, but uh, Mm -hmm. um, uh, that is fine. Uh, it's it's uh, something that needs to be done, not for the sake of press releases, but for the sake of the community, uh, right. society as a whole. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, there was work that we did in Europe, our partners did in Europe and Northern Italy, uh, just at the start of the pandemic when uh, things were really tough uh, mm -hmm. out there in those worst affected regions. Right, right. Uh, now, now, Bagan, uh, you know, you, you, your company installs networks, right, uh, all over the world. Uh, you said that you're operating and uh, you, you haven't ceased operations uh, during this pandemic. But how has that affected uh, uh, the restrictions and all that? Has that affected your installations and delivery of the networks that you provide? Uh, yes, most definitely. Uh, most definitely as uh, my... Um, <clears throat> future colleague Lou Dubin pointed out in uh, one of his podcasts, uh, we can plan uh, networks and uh, engineering documentation, PowerPoint slides or spreadsheets uh, uh, as much as we want. But at the end, uh, it all 
boils down to delivering and installing those networks. And you're absolutely right, Virgil. Uh, there, there are massive restrictions. Well, start from Canada, where I am now. Uh, every every person uh, returning from overseas travels is subject to uh, two weeks uh, quarantine. So even before we start talking about restrictions that exist in various uh, overseas locations, uh, and they, they do exist, uh, from what I understand, there, there are massive restrictions, closed borders in many countries. Uh, China is one example where they revoked all the visas, uh, mm -hmm. from what I heard, but there are other examples too. Uh, so what we have done uh, in a constructive way, because uh, our business continues uh, nonstop, we have engaged uh, local partners uh, mm -hmm. and uh, the design of our equipment and solution is such mm -hmm. that the hardware is very, very simple. Uh, mm -hmm. it, the actual installation can be done, I wouldn't say by an unskilled person, but with uh, very basic uh, skills in terms of kind of electronic equipment installation uh, and, and wiring. And then uh, our local partners do that part of work. They act as our uh, eyes, our hands in the field, mm -hmm. our boots on the ground, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then we take it over from there. We have 24-7, two actually 24-7 network operation centers or support centers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we basically configure things remotely and uh, support the customers in installation and commissioning remotely. That is our solution to that challenge. Um, so as long as the customer teleports remain open, and right. that is not always the case, let's be very clear, there are Mm -hmm. curfews and whatnot in some of the locations worldwide but as long as those locations those operations remain open we can support those remotely with the help of those uh, local partners right now you mentioned Lou Dubin he was the uh, VP of project management of uh, Comtech EF data and we just did a podcast with them you merged your company merged with Comtech EF data last year right I mean it was announced last year uh, yes uh, how's that process going Right. Well, uh, that process uh, is going well. It's taking longer than expected. Indeed, it was announced uh, in late November last year. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the process, uh, like I say, it's taking longer than expected, mainly due to the uh, pandemic and uh, various factors associated with it. Uh, so uh, the actual um, process will probably take... Uh, couple more months or something like that, but mm -hmm. certainly we expect to complete it by end of this calendar year, 2020. Yeah, and if, uh, once this merger is finalized, uh, how do you see your company in, in, as part of Compact EF Data? Right, so, so we will be, so of course the acquiring entity is uh, the uh, Compact Telecommunications, the corporation mm -hmm. itself, but Yes, the plan is we are pretty well aligned now with the uh, Comtech AF Data uh, Division. Uh, we will be part of that operation out of mm -hmm. Tempe, Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's a great match. It's a great match of uh, both uh, technologies and teams and in many other uh, senses, uh, mm -hmm. customer bases and so on. Our Comtech AF Data and Comtech Telecommunications as a whole is obviously one of the uh, legends of our industry with a great uh, 
reputation and longevity and uh, uh, a lot of uh, excellent products and, and great teams uh, worldwide and, and their head office. Uh, so uh, the way it's going to work is that uh, Comtech, EF Data have their networking platform uh, known as Heights, um, mm -hmm. and that is, of course, best in class um, SCPC dynamic assignment um, DAMA based platform uh, that uh, serves um, high end from the throughput point of view applications. Um, whereas our platform is one of the best uh, in many respects, so we consider it the best in terms of TDMA efficiency, uh, and this is what uh, uh, is required with uh, low to medium throughput uh, services and uh, network solutions, and certainly for large scale networks, the kind of networks that I was mentioning in the previous part of our conversation, Virgil, mm -hmm. when we're talking about uh, more than thousand sites, several thousand sites, mm -hmm. when we're talking about uh, networks of that kind, broadband access, um, and many others, uh, the TDMA technologies are definitely the best fit and CompTIA data recognizes that and from the product point of view we're expecting to uh, merge the product lines and to, which will offer best in class uh, SCPC as well as TDMA based solutions. Right, right. Now moving forward, uh, Vagan, how has your business changed or have you changed any focus in terms of market segments or anything as a result of this pandemic? How do you see your company now in the next uh, year or so? Right. Well, I wouldn't say that we changed our focus. Uh, it's, uh, our, our, our focus remains the same. Uh, it's not that, well, most of the industry, I think, is still focused on the same uh, things. Uh, in terms of medium to long term, maybe some players change their kind of short term focus, but we didn't even have to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's uh, um, we we have been uh, we had little exposure to little to no exposure to uh, the segments that were uh, impacted in a detrimental fashion, uh, such as. Uh, uh, commercial connectivity in flight connectivity for commercial aviation. Uh, right. We had again uh, little to no exposure to uh, the cruise ship industry. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, uh, in that regard, we, we, we don't have to change focus or mm -hmm. uh, anything like that. So we are continuing with the uh, developing, uh, progressing along our product and business development roadmap. So, uh, in other words, uh, what we're doing, uh, Virgil, we are actually, um, we just released our uh, product release, software release 3.6 with uh, many, many exciting features, uh, with, uh, um, which benefit uh, mobile networks, uh, the high-speed connectivity, uh, 200 megasymbol per second, 450 um, megabit per second DVBS to X carrier, mm -hmm. um, map-based beam switching, load balancing across the beams, uh, many, many exciting features. I won't go into all the details, but uh, uh, that definitely will benefit maritime networks, mm -hmm. will benefit HTS networks, uh, will uh, benefit uh, cellular backhaul networks. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and um, going forward, in the coming months, we will be releasing 3.7, uh, 
um, software, uh, which will increase the hub processing density, actually double it mm -hmm. every single module of our hub, which is currently able to process uh, four carriers, uh, will process eight carriers, so which means that our hubs uh, in certain uh, benchmark examples uh, will reduce in size uh, by half, right, which is right. a tremendous fit if you think about it. If we are currently able to uh, process, um, have real estate in terms of the rack space and our hubs, uh, 10 to 12 times uh, smaller than competition, then we will take it up another notch. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and that's what it's all about. And the current trend of uh, reducing the footprint in terms of uh, physical size of the equipment, um, its uh, energy consumption, increasing the processing density, and quite frankly, virtualizing the mm -hmm. VSAT infrastructure. Right. These, are, these are the key enablers that uh, will propel our business forward and will deliver value to our customers. Yeah, sounds very, very exciting, actually. You know, those are very great innovations that uh, you're introducing into the market. So I take it you're very bullish about the market go going forward. Well, look, uh, it's, uh, uh, we are certainly hopeful uh, mm -hmm. that uh, uh, our business will continue to thrive. Um, at the same time, we're concerned and uh, we're concerned uh, about our business, we're concerned about the industry, we're concerned about society as a whole. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we do not exist in a vacuum, uh, we're not immune. To, to, to the developments that take place uh, in the society around us right. and all over the world. Uh, of course, uh, far from it. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, I wouldn't use the word bullish uh, when we mm -hmm. describe our outlook, but we are certainly optimistic. We believe mm -hmm. that uh, no matter what happens uh, from the world history, uh, mm -hmm. the underlying basics uh, are definitely there, and, and uh, those basics, those fundamentals, um, they, they, you need to, to fulfill those requirements no matter what. And certainly connectivity in regard to uh, broadband, in regard to uh, delivery of media content is a key, key part, uh, uh, which basically uh, is needed alongside uh, basic infrastructure requirements such as uh, running water and, and a kind of staple diet and, and so on. So we don't see a change there. We don't see that the services that our customers are delivering, whether they are monitoring uh, gas and oil pipelines and servicing some uh, um, drilling rigs, uh, whether they're providing broadband connectivity to communities in the Canadian North, uh, uh, because of the pandemic, they're those services are going to get canceled somehow uh, or, or, or uh, shrunk and so on. We, we don't think it's going to happen. And it is our uh, role and our mission to deliver excellent services, uh, value for money, something that through innovation, first and foremost, uh, mm -hmm. gives uh, excellent, uh, delivers excellent uh, price performance ratio, in other words, value to our customers and to the society as a whole. Right, right, Bogan. Yeah, I think those are great insights. I think, uh, you know, we, we both have been in the, in the industry a while, you know, uh, and uh, we've seen crises before and the, the industry has somehow uh, 
pulled out of it, you know, or even the tribe were always uh, opens up other uh, opportunities. Well, it's always um, it's always a realignment. It's a realignment and a redistribution of uh, emphasis and uh, impact and uh, kind of the driving forces and so on. And uh, of course, some players were kind of focusing in industry in this conversation. So, without getting too philosophical, suffices to say that, uh, of course, stronger players. Uh, they have uh, somewhat a, a, a bigger staying power, right? It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, uh, they, they are able to sustain the volatility associated with events like the pandemic, whereas maybe some of the others are uh, not as well positioned. And, uh, um, you know, it's like weaker projects, uh, the rationale for which uh, wasn't, uh, was kind of tenuous to start with, uh, mm -hmm. those projects disappear. Uh, but the stronger projects with a, a stronger underlying rationale in terms of business and the need in the society, uh, those per persist and they just don't go away. Uh, people find ways the creativity of humankind is such, not just in innovation, Moore's law, whatever, but also in terms of uh, ability to sustain basic business operation, to maintain the livelihood of the society cannot right. be underestimated. And I'm optimistic in that regard. People will find a way. People will find a way with cope with this. Uh, and uh, that's what uh, enables us to look into the future with optimism. Right. Very well said, uh, Vagan. You know, I think your company is also, uh, you know, as an observer in this, uh, of the industry, I think your company seems to be very well uh, positioned to face the challenges ahead, you know you have new products and uh, and uh, you you're you're positioned in all the markets and you have an uh, infrastructure base that you've already created. Well, thank you, Virgil. We also have a great team, and uh, th th this is the team that is uh, has proven itself over the years as uh, capable of innovation and uh, any technology, uh, no matter how exciting has a finite shelf life. And it's the people who keep innovating, who keep recreating uh, the technology, reinventing certain things. And without the team, uh, whether it's the um, R&D engineers or, or uh, sales support people or uh, operations leadership, uh, we, would have been, we would have been nowhere without the team. So we're very fortunate to have a strong and dedicated, very talented team. And I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that uh, I'm part of that team myself. Right. Well, thank you very much, Vagan. Uh... Thank you. Thank you, Virgil. As always, good talking to you. And I look forward to uh, next year's session. Yeah, uh, yeah, face-to-face -face this time. Right. Right. Well, uh, Thank you very much again, uh, uh, Bogan and uh, UHP Networks. This is a company that uh, we've been following very closely. And for all the news and information on the global satellite industry, www.satellitemarkets.com. And this podcast is also available on our YouTube channel, which is the Satellite Market Cast. <laughs>